This is On Call, a podcast by Code Blue. Health is a human right. Hello, I'm Kanmani Batumale from Code Blue. These are the headlines for the day. The Ministry of Health expects the BA2 Omicron subvariant to become the dominant COVID-19 strain in Malaysia. This subvariant is believed to be even more contagious than other Omicron subvariants and the Delta variant. Omicron as a whole replaced Delta as the dominant SARS-CoV-2 variant in Malaysia from last month at 59.5% compared to January when Delta comprised 51.5% of sequences. According to a breakdown of SARS-CoV-2 genomic sequences submitted by Malaysian public institutions to Virus Genome Database G-Site, from January to March 17 this year, the proportion of BA2 surged from 3.7% of sequences in February to 27% in the first 17 days of this month. BA1.1 and Omicron sublineage remained the most common variant at 48.7% of COVID-19 genomic sequences in February before declining to 40% March 1 to 17. Delta variants share declined from 40.5% in February to 28.6% this month as of March 17. The original BA1 Omicron variant represented the lowest share of sequences at 7% in February and 4.3% this month. Malaysia has the highest recorded clinical studies in 2021 with a total of 251 studies. This puts the country in second place in terms of number of global industry-sponsored research in Southeast Asia. After Singapore, Health Minister Kairi Jamaluddin says Malaysia conducted a total of 1,806 sponsored clinical research between 2012 and 2021 with over 834 million ringgit gross national income generated. Last year, infectious diseases topped new sponsored clinical research in Malaysia with 40 studies reversing the trend since 2012 when oncology comprised the majority of studies involving novel therapies. Oncology came in second in 2021 with 33 new studies. The highest value contracted last year was worth 226 million ringgit. Kyrie notes a decreasing trend in bioequivalent studies versus other interventional studies over the past nine years, suggesting that Malaysia is becoming a preferred site for many new innovative therapies and new drug studies. A total of 409,423 healthcare personnel under the Ministry of Health have received a COVID-19 vaccine booster dose as of February 15. This figure accounts for 81.4% of 502,688 fully vaccinated MOH staff. According to official ministry data, Sarawak has the highest percentage of government health workers who have taken a booster jab at 94.6% of 29,424 fully vaccinated MOH staff in the state. This is followed by Labuan at 93.1% of 905 fully vaccinated MOH health workers in the federal territory and Malacca at 90.9% of 17,919 fully vaccinated MOH staff in the state. Slango, Nagrisbilan, Putrajaya, Perak, Pahang and Johor all have a booster percentage of over 80% of their respective 
total of fully vaccinated health workers. Klantan has the lowest booster percentage at 69.4% out of 26,981 fully vaccinated MOH workers in the East Coast state. Public health experts and lawmakers say providing easily accessible nicotine replacement therapies could realize the government's goal to reduce smoking prevalence in Malaysia to 15 percent by 2025. The government's plan to ban the sale of tobacco products to people born after 2005 in a bid to ultimately phase out smoking should also include other tobacco reduction measures to maximize effectiveness. Last year, New Zealand announced plans to prohibit the sale of cigarettes, tobacco products to people born after 2008. NRT products are available for purchase over-the-counter in New Zealand. NRT products like inhalers and mouth spray can be bought at supermarkets or pharmacies without any prescription while patches, gum and lozenges are subsidized so they can be obtained cheaply or for free at community pharmacies. In Malaysia, NRT products like the nicotine, patch or gum are only made available through dispensing by pharmacists and doctors instead of over-the-counter. NRTs help smokers reduce their urges to smoke and withdrawal symptoms associated with smoking cessation by replacing the nicotine from cigarettes. The Malaysian Dental Association criticizes the Poisons Amendment Bill that significantly increases penalties for medicine-related offences. MDA President Dr. Lim Chiu Wui says harsher penalties and enhanced enforcement powers under the Poisons Amendment Bill should not be passed as it may lead to corruption or abuses. He adds the country should focus more on education, training, persuasion and good examples rather than increasing penalties. The new Poisons Amendment Bill substantially enhances the powers of pharmacy enforcement officers in the public sector that investigate private general practitioners, clinics, wet clinics, dental clinics and community pharmacies for any medicine-related offences under the Poisons Act. Appointed drug enforcement officers can search any premises and seize any drug, machinery, equipment, register, document or computerized data by force if there is a reasonable cause to suspect that an offense is being committed. <laughs>